No recording. All right. Um, welcome, Mark, uh, to our first podcast episode, Podcast 101. Today is August the 4th. Um, this is the Descent podcast. Um, part of this podcast will be about our company, Um so we will have a regular podcast discussing certain projects that we're working on, on our progress, of course, only the things that we're allowed to talk about. Um, and then from time to time, it will be an open format where we just speak about random shit, give our opinions. And um, yeah, depending on the topic, maybe we would also do some research beforehand. But today there's no research. There's only speculation. Um, so uh, yeah, please welcome my business partner, Mark. Hello, Pascal. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you will be the guest on every show, I guess, so you're not really a guest. Um, well. But, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about... Sorry, I have to get this out of the way. I know you're tired of this topic, but let's talk about the most important task or the most important topic at the moment. First, uh, first contact, Mark. Um, yes. You don't believe that we will have first contact in the next three years. Why is that? Uh, why is that? Because I don't yes. think the evidence we have right now for aliens... So, first of all, let me let me emphasize that I think there is intelligent life out there. There is even, you know, maybe someone who is watching us. But we can't know for sure, right? And the evidence now in the media that was presented that makes the case, not only is there intelligent life, but intelligent life is on planet Earth. I don't think the evidence that was provided is conclusive enough to draw this conclusion. And in the absence of a, this evidence, I can't, as a scientist myself, really um, put down you know, my foot and say, de with def definity, intelligent life is on planet Earth besides humans. Yes, I, I do agree. There isn't enough evidence yet uh, because there's not enough data yet. Um, that's also one of the reasons I will start the galactic analysis and investigation, uh, sorry, galactic anomaly uh, investigation and analysis research institute. Um, for those of you who are interested, uh, I'll, I'll post a link down below on where you can follow me. So if there are any pilots who have seen these uh, UAPs or UF UFOs, how they used to be called, um, please send them to me. We're also looking for material scientists, um, astrophysicists, and astrobiologists, and any other researchers, data scientists who can help us gather a lot of data. Um, so my research so far has concluded that there is definite proof um, of uh, UAPs. Um, so there, there are at least 144 reported cases that are not um, some glitch on the system or due to human error. Um, there are actually several cases where there's multiple sensors picking up these spacecraft uh, or technical vehicles, how they like to call them. And they all have the same properties. Um, so no matter if you look in Europe, uh, Asia, 
Russia or America, uh, you will always find the same patterns. Um, so what they describe is uh, an aircraft usually of spherical form. So it's usually a sphere or a egg-like or tic-tac-like um, ship, uh, usually white from the outside. Some of them describe them as white transparent with like a cube inside uh, that stretches all the way to the edges. Um, and at night, usually they appear in form of red lights. Um, and yeah, these things are seen all over the world. Um, they've been confirmed by multiple sensors, multiple eyewitnesses. Um, so we can assume that those exist. That's fact number one. Uh, then fact number two is um, you can see on both the radar and description of um, the eyewitnesses that these things move in patterns that we do not quite understand. Um, so one of the most common descriptions are um, that they can accelerate at immense speeds uh, from 0 to Mach 2. They basically don't care about wind or or even any other medium. So it, mean, it, it seems like no matter if they move through the air or through water or even into the atmosphere, that they have no friction. Like they don't slow down, they don't change course, they can even hover in the air in like hurricane uh, scenarios. Um, so there's something about them that doesn't seem to uh, yeah, be possible with any of our known, uh, I'm saying on purpose here, known technologies. Of course, we cannot um say for sure that this technology does not exist because we don't have access to top secret government weapon systems that were developed by China or Russia or America so but we can definitely say that these spacecraft or however you want to call them so we call, let's call them UAPs that's the official description that they are something that normal technology is not able to achieve or at least a common knowledge of, of phys uh, physics and, and engineering are not able to to build these things um now the the second description um i have is that, is that they have no propulsion system at least no visible one uh, visible one so uh, what, what that means is you can see those ships on infrared cameras and there is no visible way of propulsion. They, have none. they don't leave anything behind necessarily. What people have seen um, is at least that sometimes they seem to spray some kind of liquid metal. They will form in, 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 in uh, they will appear in the in the form of like little balls, metal balls. Um, I guess they have even found some of them um, allegedly and researched them, but uh, before I won't speculate more on that, uh, there, there's more data to be gathered. I haven't gathered all the data on that research yet. I just know that there's a professor in Harvard who claimed to have found a material that seems very similar to the one that was described by eyewitnesses. Um, so I contacted him to see if there might be any connection. But um, yeah, at the moment, I cannot follow up on that. But given the fact that there are um, UAPs that are physical objects that move in ways that we cannot even comprehend, uh, what, what is your answer to that, Mark? So what I would rebuttal to the to this particular point is, yeah, I concur. There are 
uh, what did you say? 144 UAPs, right? So yes. that would be equivalent to, like, say, 144 data points. Um, in my research, I often had the situation that, you know, a data point doesn't behave like, you know, the physical model would predict it. But it didn't always have, you know, uh, you know, a, a strange quantum phenomenon nobody ever heard of as a result, you know? Uh, it was just mm -hmm. a data point I couldn't explain uh, with the methods. But uh, with, you know, if, if I got my supervisor on it or we do a cross-analysis of the, uh, you know, of the filter or the, the, the program, which, um, you know, um, does the, what's the word, the, the, the reading of the, of the measurement, um, it, it, it always, you know, uh, gave, sometimes there was general artifacts we couldn't explain, and that was fine, you know, not every, you know, artifact or unexplained measuring point indicates um, a dif uh, you know a definitive um, reason that there's something strange going on. Just something you can't explain with the measurement methods at hand, with what the operator did on that day, etc., etc. Um, and with that in mind, and the sheer amount of data points we have while monitoring our, you know, immediately orbit, space, airspace, with hundreds of satellites, um, uh, with hundreds of satellites, high-definition camera on the globe, millions, billions of high-definition cameras on the globe, uh, the only concrete evidence we have are a few blurry pictures uh, taken in uh you know, by certain pilots on over military installations. And um, that in itself, you know, it's a little bit strange, but I, I want to give that point, you know, that there are these, you know, recordings. Um, but I, what I would rebuttal is just because we have 140 data points, which we can't explain, there's no concrete, you know, revelation from this fact to the there is something spooky going on. There is no, even if on one, you know, data reading or radar reading, it appears like it can move um, very fast or something. That can be a hardware glitch. That can, different, you know, things can go wrong. And even radar is not, you know, um, no, but, but, a but perfect Mark, you, you're, not, you're not looking at the full picture. So we, we're not talking about single points of data. Okay, we, we're talking about several sightings that at the same time are being picked up by different points on, on the radar, okay, different radars, different systems. So it's physical cameras, infrared cameras, different kind of sensors, radar system, and eyewitnesses, all of them combined of different ships and different people saying the same thing. And even the military confirming these things. And even these ships being approached and then what what happens usually once you approach these ships is that they react and they jam the radar system and the weapon systems of these ships. There have been several cases reported by the U.S. military that these ships approach nuclear facilities and turned off the weapons, bypassing all of their security systems. So how do you explain that? That is clear evidence to me that whatever that is, that is a 
highly advanced uh, vehicle with uh, either directly controlled or remotely controlled. We cannot say what, what it is, but by, by an intelligent life form. And whether or not those life forms are not human, that that we can only, uh, I guess we cannot say. We can only um, listen to that interview of David Grush where he describes that, and there's other people who confirm his story, but this is just, uh, th these things are just things that are being said. We cannot uh, evaluate the, the plausibility of, of what they're saying, but we can evaluate the evidence that there is some kind of very advanced technological vehicle um, that can bypass modern security systems, and that is probably not by the U.S. military, because um, why would they attack their own people? Unless, of course, I don't know, it's some con even higher conspiracy or whatever, but um, we, we cannot um, ignore the, the fact that these things exist and that they are physical machines or whatever. Kurz confirmation, you said attacked. Did they fire upon the ships? Um, I think there are, have been cases where they also fired on them, but most of the information, I guess, is classified on those. But I am talking about jamming. So there have been several cases reported where people approached these ships and then their radar system, machines, and everything was jammed. Okay. Then my rebuttal to this would be, are there any other possibilities why the uh, you know radar systems could have you know failed is it the routine things where are the maintenance logs of these ships uh is there i would you know just because i see something extraordinary doesn't mean i ha don't have to do my uh due diligence no, but we're, and seeing, we're seeing we're seeing yeah. patterns here mark we're seeing very clear patterns that's what i'm saying you we, we have like like you said 144 you know uh cases um recorded around the world right that's no that's, whole... um, that's america only that's america only the last 10 years i think or last five years and these are not the reported cases these are the cases that are confirmed uh, there's a much much higher amount of reported cases um these are just the five percent that are confirmed to be real uaps the so real vehicles that are not identifiable and this information comes from the pentagon report Yes, from the Pentagon report. The unclassified Pentagon report, right? Yes, of course, there might be much more information that we don't know of. Okay, but you're telling me that the, the US military declassified a report that suggests that US Navy ships can be jammed. They did, yes, and um, they did that against the advice of a lot of um, people. There. I mean, that's the reason the whole... UAP task force, okay, the, the one that David Grush led for a while, the one that is supposed to investigate these phenomena. Um, they had a lot of trouble getting this information, and they had to fight all the way to get this information to the public. Um, so there were a lot of people interested in not releasing it. Of course, always with the national security issue um, at hand, um, but they did anyways because they thought it was of very high importance and a matter of national security that they inform the public um, and lots of the government about it. So, but what you're telling me, this Pentagon report that is nine pages long, right? That's the, the whole report, right? It's not that long, yeah. Uh, it states has 144, you know, uh, confirmed cases. And uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. 
And in, in a let, let me check, double check in a time frame from can't find it that quick. But anyway, it has 140 confirmed cases, and there's conclusive evidence that these craft in this report, in this nine-page report, that these craft have the capability of jamming U.S. military ships. Not only ships, but entire weapon systems, including nuclear facilities. But um, I'm not 100% sure how much of this information was only in the Pentagon report, but there's other reports as well. I can gather them until next time, and we can continue this discussion because we only have five minutes left. Yeah, yeah let's um, take so... a five-minute break. Okay, so before we stop, um, just one more thing I would like to say. Um, maybe that can be also the topic of next um week's podcast um so there is apparently a um scientist i think his name is called dr salvatore pais and he um released some he, he worked also uh, i think um in some secret government labs and uh he supposedly had access to spacecraft i think he claims or at least to some secret technology, and he has been working and even created patents for anti-gravitational travel. Um, so that will be the topic of our next um, discussion. Um, would that kind of technology be possible? Would it be possible that humans could have created that? Or well, maybe there is some group of people who are in the hands of these technologies and they're fooling us all. Uh, with these uh, ships um, or is it impossible that we have built this and it must be some kind of higher intelligence and is it even theoretically possible what he sees um, so Mark maybe until next week I can send you these patterns we can take a look at them and also do some more research on the um, cases of military uh, bases being jammed um, yeah I think that's it that's it for today uh, thank you all for listening um yeah if you are interested if you have any questions um just comment below and um yeah i'm happy that you follow us on our path to world domination and so uh, finally making first contact with our research institute um yeah mark do you have anything to say for our viewers oh no have a nice day that's all for me all right bye bye and long live the old blood. And what was it? Fear the old blood. We are born by the blood, made men by the blood, and die by the blood. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.